This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Again, Dr. Homebrew, back in the studio, back drinking beers, and back talking to homebrewers. I'm actually pretty excited about it. It's what we do best. It's what we do best. We do something best? Well, well relatively. I assume you're a good, you know, oh, I do. At your no, day job. Hopefully, I mean, best. That's just great. That's just, it's so good, you can't even rate it. It's not a scale. Uh, no, 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 no. It's like on a scale from 1 to 10, it's blue. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you just <laughs> plural exactly's. Hey, yeah. who sponsors okay, this good. show? Like, um, like for reals? Is it still five star? Five star chem? How did you know that? those guys are awesome? Those guys are the best. Five star Everybody, go there. Learn all about the different ways that five star helps you make good beer. And really, that's what they do. They allow you to make good beer. You could, you can have your fermentation on point. You can have exactly amount of uh, the the right amount of yeast in there. You can have all that kind of shit. But if your if your fermenter isn't clean, and if your fermenter isn't sanitary, and all the little bits and bobs uh, aren't clean and sanitary, guys, it's not gonna it's not gonna come out. And you guys know that. Uh, and so we're just telling you that uh, of all the all the cleaners and chemicals out there, five star. Is the best, and you know, actually, if you're going to go to NHC Homebrew Con, go hang out with the ladies at Five Star and talk to them about it. I've gone up and talked to them a few times. Yeah, they're, they're good, nice good people. No, yeah, that's a lot of. It, I haven't really met anybody. Uh, that's not true. I haven't met many people who are jerks in the homebrew community. You know what I mean? And definitely, Five Star are awesome people. They're they're really cool. So uh, go ahead, talk to them, email them, do whatever you want. FiveStarChemicals.com. Just use the products. Star Sand, PBW. Just do it. And considering that what they make doesn't even end up in your beer, it's, you know, they do a great job. But they do a great job. You need it to make the good beer. That's true. Well, it just makes it easier. Yeah. Totally it, easier. Yeah. Better. Better, all the way faster, around, all the stronger. Way, exactly. All yeah. the way around. Yeah. They're good folks. All right. We got a good show for you today. Speaking of good folks, um, I should probably get John on the line already because I kind of emailed everyone. He's going, oh, let's do this time. But, uh, you know. Um, what am I trying to say? I, uh, we ran late. What do you want from me? Hey, you promised me other things. So. 
I promised you other things. Like earlier than this. Yeah, <sighs> I know. All but your fault. What are you going to do, man? Right? I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying over Let's here. Let's just have fun and roll with it. We're going to have fun and roll with it. I got John on the line. John, are you here, buddy? Yeah, hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little, uh, a little overdriven. What we call the radio business, yeah. but uh, turn down the distortion pedal. <laughs> uh, you there? You you brewing? Are you brewing? Are you the brewing guy? I'm I'm one of the brewing guys on the show today. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I need a hamburger. Hello, uh, no, but I thought you were actively. Are you actively making beer, or is that the next guy we're talking to? Uh well, I transferred a keg today. I transferred a, a beer, but that's about it. I'm not actively brewing right now, no sir. Uh-huh. Hmm. He might be actively fermenting. Did you? I'm actively drinking. <laughs> there you go. That's, That's good nice. enough, man. That's good enough. I looked at my fermenter today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, John, how long have you been homebrewing, man? I know we talked to you a couple of months back, I think. Yeah, um, I think it was back in late Begin- March, I believe. But uh, yeah. So I've been brewing for about four years. Okay. Um, started on a, a five-gallon system, uh, more beer system, actually. And uh, extract kit, and then jumped over to extract or uh, uh, <laughs> all grain, <laughs> and then um, you know made that made the big jump up into a ten gallon all grain uh, electric system. So that's what I've been brewing on for about mm. the past year. A little jealous there, yeah. That that's right, and you you made that uh, double IPA that Doc loved. Yes. Well, yeah, both of you guys liked, and uh, <laughs> surprisingly, rip- yeah. Sounds like a Pete offender. He listened to our bullshit and he came back for more. <laughs> I'm just a sucker for punishment, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, so this uh, today uh, we're drinking a Kolsch made. <sighs> Not a double IPA at all. No, I'm a little worried about this one because uh, I know Doc likes his Kolsches. Yes. You know, I, I knew with the double IPA, I was like, well, you know. If they don't like it, you know, they don't really like IPAs, so. <laughs> so. You know, that's a really good way to, like, deflect negative commentary. It's like, well, I'll give them something I know they're not going to like, and then there you go. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, th- these two beers only came over, came to you guys by chance. I had originally planned to send you a, um, a Belgian Dubel and a Piloncillo Pale Ale, but... Uh, you know, the shipping company managed to break them right as they were heading to your door. That's right, yeah. Um, I think they dropped them off when, like, the, the package was half-soaked through the bottom <laughs> with beer. And I'm like, who who even thinks this is okay to leave? Yeah, that was oh, nice of them. Soaky, yeah. soaky thing. Soaky, well, man. Um, just to let you know, Duval is my favorite commercial beer. Oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, my so I'm never, it. ever going to send you any Dubels ever now. Uh, you know, oh, give it a go. Well, he's saying Dubel, and you're saying Duvel. Oh, Duvel. Yeah. Duvel or Dubel? Yeah. You Duvel. say Duvel, I say Dubel. Spell, spell it. Off. Spell it. D-U-B-B-E-L. Okay, that's, that's where you got the difference. But, you know. Yeah. But still. I, I love a Duvel. A Duvel <laughs> and a Duvel. <laughs> Duvel is Doc's favorite style of beer. Everything apparently is Doc's favorite style of beer. So, I mean, shit, man. I don't know what well, I'm going to say. Actually, you brought me over to the, the IPA section. With with yours. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate that, man. It's, it's, uh, I brought that up. I brought that keg up to the to Tasty's Tasting Room tent, and it was a it was a hell of a lot of fun, man. Oh I'm yeah, it, uh, Spring Brews Fest or whatever. Yeah, yes, Spring Brews. So why aren't you in the class. studio with us here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Why aren't you here in the studio with? It's a great question. Oh, man, you know what? I, I guess I'm just gonna have to send you guys some more beer and actually make it up. You well, should do that, man. Do that. 
It won't, get, it won't, it won't it. get crushed that way. It'll be the three peat. <laughs> any any excuse to get out of Bakersfield, especially during the summer. Hell yeah, um, dude. Do you need an excuse? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. So yeah, we have extra seats here right now. So. Yeah, we're all over it. Um, all right, Brian, you, you're you're conducting an experiment over here. Why don't you just start with John's Kolsch? Are you replacing glasses? I was tasting a little bit of glass flavor. The glasses have been okay. sitting upside down in a cardboard box. Yeah, you know, for one, a little while. I, one thing I hate is the way. First of all, I hate these glasses. But I, second of all, I hate the way the glasses are stored. They're stored mm-hmm. back in the cardboard box while the glasses are still wet and hot. And so every glass smells like shit. I was getting a weird, like, vanilla-like aroma. Oh, exactly. I just, totally, yeah. I just got, I, well, I love vanilla, but yeah, I like it's, vanilla. it's still weird and it shouldn't be in there, but I, I kind of like so it. So smell the other glass. <laughs> I don't smell a difference. Really? Smell this one. Smell that one, you get total vanilla. So the first glass had, had a vanilla-like aroma to it, but no. it's not there. It's not there in the beer. It's I totally don't glass, get that. So. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> so I poured a second glass of it so I can I can taste it properly here while we're talking wow, about the beer. Really? Yeah, I can't get that. Oh, man. All right, Brian. Well, drive drive this um, train through to Vanilla Town, man. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever whatever I'm saying. So I'm getting a kind of a in the aroma. I'm getting a moderate honey like malt aroma. I also got a very light um, a phenolic kind of a clove like light medicinal thing when I swirled it. It wasn't um, heavy, but it's just lightly there. Uh, I think no obvious hops here. Just uh, yeah, mostly mostly malt, uh, which is fine. You know, Kolsch has a wide range of what's acceptable. Um, you can go low hop to to a little bit in there. Uh, it has some some low apple pear esters in there. I found uh, didn't get any DMS or diacetyl or other bad um, you know fermentation like early fermentation byproducts that that, that stuck around. So that's good. Um, just seemed a little, maybe lightly stale. A little, little bit of faint oxidation creeping in. When the the malt kind of presents itself in kind of a honey like manner, to me that's one of the first clues of its a little, you know, a little bit of oxidation character coming in. So uh, you know, not um, not horrible, but just just starting to starting to slide a little bit. Uh, so I'd be curious how old the beer is or what the history is. But uh, well, it says here, oh, bottled three ten sixteen. Okay. Maybe not that old, <laughs> but so appearance-wise, I'm getting it's light gold and it's very clear. Uh, nice, pretty beer. Had a low white head. It faded soon after pouring, uh, but you know, mostly finer bubbles. You know, pretty good appearance. Kind of a rich golden color. Um, in the flavor, I got a again a little bit of that low kind of clove-like medicinal flavor. Just a little bit of a phenolic presentation in there. Actually, this the second sample doesn't seem to have as much of that. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it, maybe it was, it was a bottle issue with the first one we tasted. Um, so the malt was pleasant and a little honey-like. The bitterness is kind of low and out of the way, which is good. Um, a low herbal hop note. Um, the malt, you know, it's, it's basically a malty beer. A little bit of honey-like sweetness that lingers in the aftertaste. Um no DMS, diacetyl, etc. So, yeah, kind of finishes medium dry. Some, you know, a little bit towards the sweet side. Not super crisp or anything like that, but not cloyingly sweet or anything either. It's not. It's kind of middle of the road there. Mouthfeel wise, was medium body. It seems maybe a well. I kind of expect it to be a little bit lighter. 
seems a bit heavy for the style. Not heavy, heavy, but just getting towards fuller-bodied for a Kolsch. Um, getting, I was getting a little hint of what I was sensing as warmth in the mouthfeel. I think it, on the first sample, could have been a light burn from the, the phenol, like when you spritz a little chloroseptic in the back of your throat. But um, I'm not getting as much of that in this second sample that we poured. So getting a little, little bottle variation. And we'll, we'll talk about your bottling procedure, hopefully, too. Um, Medium-like carbonation. And um, just getting a faint hint of astringency. Again, a little bit more in the first sample than the second. Um, overall, it's a good, it's a good Kolsch recipe with appropriate ingredients. Just that, um, in the first one I judged, it had a little more of the distracting phenolic. The second one, it's not as, as much, but it's kind of, um, a little underwhelming and kind of lacking some of that crispness that I want in the, in a nicely brewed Kolsch. Mm. Um, the fruitiness isn't too heavy, so it seems like it was fermented pretty well, but, um, yeah, that, the. Whatever was there was getting a, a little chlorine or something somehow got into that first bottle there, and um, so at first I was going to tell you to adjust your water, but now it's like, well, the second sample. I don't know, Doc. Do you agree with me? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Bo- uh, bottle variation. Dip, dip, oh so we'll talk about your bottling <laughs> procedure instead. Dip, dip, dip. So when you're bottling beers for a competition, don't put a drop of chlorine in one bottle and omit it from the second bottle. Why you not? Know, put it in all three. Or, or, or same with oxygen. Put a little in this one, a lot in that. One. Yeah, don't shake one up like hell. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah, God, I'd like to taste this out of the keg. I think it's a pretty good beer. The second sample. Wow, they really do taste a lot different. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 first one we poured, or not even the first one we poured, it's the same bottle. No, yeah, I'm I'm talking about the first bottle no, the we one poured I had right. yesterday. Versus the second bottle now. Okay. So you're you you have two samples in front of you. Where I also did the I got rid of the glass contamination by rinsing out the glass. Okay. With some beer and the second glass tastes better. I think I was also the glass were on the. <laughs> that's probably bringing my score down a little bit on the first one too. So. Um, this is a pretty good beer. This is a pretty good Kolsch. I scored it a 27 based on the first example with um, the the glassware that was stored upside down in the cardboard box, and uh, the second sample I would I would score in the 30s for sure. It's not it's and it doesn't have that that uh, the phenolic the medicinal and clove in there. So yeah, something something happened in the bottling of this. So yeah, I give the beer um, a 34. Let's say on the second sample in the good okay. class. What was your first? Twenty-seven. Okay, not so, bad. That's a good. That's a good increase. Yeah, I'm sorry. The judging sounds a little weird because I'm like, well, this and then that, but this but versus they're, that. They're, they're totally different. They are totally different. So it's really hard to just talk about this beer. Well, and this, that's and that's what happened. This is the importance of of, of bottle, not to not to bust John's balls, but yeah, it is. Uh, well, it is. But, uh, but, <laughs> no, it totally but, is. But we sat is, down and judged that bottle, and well, and, and, but in the competition, you wouldn't have the second round of judging. Yeah, you, well, if, if you you're give, judge on that one bottle, and that's it. The, the first one was a great one. Yeah, the second one sucked. Right, right. You, it, you put, it, the first one was shit. And the second one was great. We'd never taste the second one, right? Yeah. So, so, so imagine this is an actual competition like NHC, yeah. right? Where right. where you guys got the first bottle, yeah. which wasn't as good as the second. bottle. I wouldn't have pushed it ahead. At it all. wouldn't have pushed it ahead, and and this is the, this is the importance of of bottling of cleanliness of and consistency of, of, of yeah consistency. Or, or conversely, too, you hear a lot of brewers say, "Oh yeah, my beer scored." 
a 41 in the first round, and then they just, in the second round, they knocked it down to a 25. Oh, and, oh yeah. Like, that could be a lot of it. If you, Especially if you bottled them at the same There's time. There's a lot of factors to that. But the way you if you're it. not bottling consistently, yeah. it's your fault. All right, Doc. I'm going to shut up and let Doc talk about this beer for a while. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Well, John, as you know, I love my Kolsch. And I get really pissed when somebody calls it a Kolsch, especially the, the commercial guys. Oh, no. No, no. This is not a Kolsch when it, when it should be. So I'm going off of most of my stuff here is from when I judged yesterday with the bottle that JP gave me. Okay. Unless I blame him, too. I know. <laughs> so, like, um, how am I going to get blamed for this now? Uh, you're going to get blamed every time. Um, so uh, yesterday I got a little bit of stringency, some oxidation, uh, a little bit of cardboard, and I didn't really get any fruit, any floral. Um, it was just nothing there. It was just, it was a good looking beer, but we should we should get a little bit of fruit, and just did that it's just almost imperceptible. Yeah, and it just be a light beer with just this kind of really cool flavor to it that you don't get in any other beer um but this one that uh, uh brian just poured me total different beer i'm getting some vanilla i like the vanilla but and i actually got two different samples in front of me of today's beer different beer totally um and that ups my score on those so i basically got the bad bottle okay it wasn't bad either it just wasn't a Kolsch. So mm-hmm. I wasn't getting a lot of off flavors. I wasn't getting a lot of bad brewing, any of that stuff. Yeah. It just wasn't in line with being a Kolsch. It, uh, the fruit dropped out. No hop perception, nothing. I got nothing out of that one. Okay. It wasn't so much that it was so dry that I thought it was infected, anything like that. Sure, sure. Um, but now these have a lot more flavor to them, both of these. Okay. Uh, they've got just more fruitiness to them mm-hmm. maybe a little too much but uh different beers so something happened in the bottling thing um so we, you know color's awesome yes uh, it's a great color clarity's awesome uh the head sticks around you swirl it comes right back awesome so all that appearance stuff is right on um uh, flavor wise i got a, Yesterday, I got a lot of dry, not soft or rounded, which I, what I kind of want. Okay. Uh, uh, it wasn't bready or sweet enough. It wasn't it didn't have that malty kind of bready sweetness that we should get. Um, no hop character, or very low hop character whatsoever. Uh, I got a little acetaldehyde right near the end. Um and that, that was after it warmed up, though. So it just kind of like near the end. I kind of added that one back in. I could see a little bit, yeah. It was. It, it, I didn't get it anywhere through this until I had that little bit left, and I was kind of at the end, and I wanted to, you know, to kind of retaste it for the overall impression, and I, I, I tasted it again. That's when I got it. So it's, not, yeah, it's not like a heavy green apple; it's just a little no. sharpness in the nose. Right, and so when I was drinking it at normal temperature like a little colder wasn't yeah. even there but just wanted to point it out that it kind of kind of came up when it was just a little bit warmer uh mouthfeel great carbonation i thought it was a little too dry not enough sweetness 
Uh, the body, I'm, I'm going with Brian on the. It's just a medium body. It should be a lot lighter. Um, hmm. That's what I got out of that one. And even even with these samples, I'm, I'm, I'm going with just a little too much mouthfeel, a little too much body on them. Yeah, it's got to be remain refreshing. You got to sip it. You right. just want to take another drink. It just goes down like. Yeah, and so overall impression, I just didn't get the subtle flavors in that example. Uh, I thought it might have been a little older, oxidized, the clarity, carbonation thing. Uh, appearance was really good, but I just thought it was too dry for that one, and that was my yesterday example. Uh, I got a little more flavor in this one, which actually brings it up. Uh, the lacks, It just lacked the subtle sweetness. They're almost like, well, you can't describe why it tastes like that it just does um <laughs> it just it's, it's just it's, it's got that colch taste to it yeah um uh but it should you should accent a little bit more bitterness in it um but uh this beer is definitely the, the newer one's definitely better so i'm going with how, how did you bottle it so <clears throat> i used uh, actually i bottled all these the ipa and the colch at the same time with the blickman beer gun okay and uh, oxygen absorbing cap. So the only thing I can think of is that I mean the bottles were clean, PBW, Star Sand. Um, I, I I really don't know what. Did you have different sort of, different? Uh, well, it could be a uh, Star Sand does give a little residual flavor uh, if you don't rinse it all out, or if the beer if it, if the bottle's not cold enough, and you get okay. more, more fizzing coming out of one than mm-hmm. the other. Um, I, I, I like a counter pressure for, for carbonated beer. And if I'm filling bottles for the yeah, bottle condition things, yeah, uh, I like the I love the Blickman beer gun. Because okay. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll carbonate it. I'll actually, I'll um, uh, re-yeast it and put more sugar in it, uh, in the keg. And oh, then okay. I use the Blickman beer gun to fill the bottles. If I'm going to bottle condition like Belgians or whatever I'm going to do. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like that. It just it's it's perfect for that. Or you got to be really good with it. You got to have a low foaming beer, low protein beer mm-hmm. uh, with a Blickman beer gun. It's just it's easier to use. You can get really good with it though. So you're doing a light bottle conditioning even with the beer gun kind of yeah, pressure. Yeah. That's that's kind of a cool idea because I mean you know it, it yeast is an oxygen scavenger. It'll you know, it gets happy yeah, in the so bottle, and you can get by with that one. So, but uh, just getting—I think tonight's shows are all going to be about uh, bottle consistency. And I—that always was my biggest fear ever. Oh, am I sending in the good bottle or not? Did I mess up mm-hmm. on one? And it gets really consistent. Uh, oh yeah, I've had beers knocked down. I was like, the carbonation was too low, and it's like, yeah, I know, I screwed up when I bottled it. <laughs> Didn't have time yeah. to do it right. And or, it's like the biggest derp it. moment. You're like, of course. Uh, or if I'm adding something to the bottles, I, I add a little more on that one, a little less on this one. So, kind of hoping you'd look past that, judges. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I try to uh, just fill three beers. Yeah, I'll fill ten or twelve, and then. Pull off of this. I'm going to be a little more consistent when I'm doing ten or twelve. So that that's another. Just pull out of the middle. Pull out of the middle. Uh, yeah. You're just okay. you got it set up, and you're, you're just doing a beer run. You're I like just, to do that too. I'll, I'll mark the first one or two that I bottle as right. one, two, 
and just to be drank later. And you, and you usually mess up on those. You get the you know the neck feels short or whatever you're gonna do, and then you get in a rhythm. But you and can control those too. You can keep those refrigerated so they're not gonna get carried well, you, away. You you're know? gonna drink those more than yeah. you're gonna send them in. But you're gonna get in a rhythm, and it's gonna be a lot more. And you consistent. can taste them during on judging day too. Right. Like, well, okay, chances are they'll be okay too, but. So, yeah, it's, it's more with you. It's bottle consistency, but it's also there's some issues with making a colch. Yeah, um, get the balance right. Yeah, yeah, to get the balance right. In, like recipe issues? Well, there's a little bit of that. Uh, I, I bet it's a water thing. It'll be water, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um, it's, and it's also going to be you really need to lager this thing for six to eight weeks. And that means sixty-eight weeks, six dog. That's weeks. you're Please, a little. <laughs> so, um, but you're you you really need to basically lager it like a lager, and it really it get, it's got to be cold. It's got to be thirty-four, not thirty-eight or forty. It just takes a lot longer at thirty-eight or forty. Mm-hmm. Closer you can get it to freezing, and it won't freeze at thirty-two because of beer. Right. Uh, so thirty-three, thirty-four. It'll, it it lagers a lot faster at that point. So, uh, and I didn't get a lot of sulfur out of this thing, which you're good, you can get out of this. Oh, yeah, coal sheets for yeah, sure. They'll kick um, it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll kick it up. So, overall, a pretty good beer. It just wasn't coal she enough. Um, so, my yesterday thing, um, just because it wasn't coal she enough, not because it wasn't a good beer yeah. by any means. Uh, I'd give it a 28, but I'm going to boost it up to a 33, 34. On the on the sample I had today, because it was it was yeah. that much better. Yeah, it was a lot better. Yeah. So uh, I would the well, first thing I, the first thing I work on is, especially if we're gonna do contests, bottle consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your get your get your stuff down that way, and then start working on now how you want to dial it into the style. Sounds like you need to go down to Bakersfield and uh, show John your bottling method, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Love Bakersfield. Come, on, make, oh, come yeah. on and make a trip, man. It would be fun to go down and taste some beers in there, especially uh, some more of those IPAs mm-hmm. that he's brewing. And, well, yeah. Next, next <laughs> right. time I'm driving down to SoCal, dial in that Kolsch. I'll, I'll add an extra day. <laughs> have, you made, have you made a Kolsch before, John? Have you, have you done one of these? Yeah, so actually this is... Um, actually, I got this recipe from a... A brewery in the Basque country in northern Spain. Huh. Um, Bakersfield has a big Basque community here, so I kind of wanted to brew something to my my grandmother's like half Basque. So um, it's uh, kind of an, an open source recipe. Oh, huh, cool! It's it's you know it's 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 ninety percent pills and malt, ten percent white wheat, um, hmm. and they use tet all through tetanger all through mm-hmm. the uh for bittering boil and they brew um, it with the colch yeast yeah and i okay. use the same the same yeah. yeast k97 as i did on my uh, double ipa huh. so oh, um, wow. interesting for this yeah for so for this recipe i actually changed it i so this is about the ninth iteration i've made i've made of this colch and i each each time i try to make it a little different just to you know tweak it and fine-tune it so for this one that you guys were drinking, I actually added I had Tet at sixty and at thirty, and then um, typically I added it at Whirlpool, but this time I added it at, in in the dry hop. Hmm. Okay. Just to you know, to kind of change it up to see what it would do. Yeah. So um, were you happy with the results? Must not be a whole lot of dry hop. No, no, no. It was only an ounce for five gallons. Well, that's substantial enough. Yeah. Is I, it? I didn't taste it. 
Yeah, uh, is yeah. it substantial enough? I mean, I a beer I, this I, light, I but from an ounce of hops and a beer this light, you should get something. I, I, I got, an ounce of tetanang. I right? got nothing out of it. Yeah, I, well, I, I, yeah. I feel like it's almost not worth it. Yeah. No, I would cut that out. Don't even do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> or, or, just, or do <laughs> or do like three ounces. Um, well, an experiment. You, yeah, that's. I'm going to experiment a lot more, but I. You know, one ounce didn't do it at all. So yeah. you either go up or down from that point. No, uh, I, I like I said, I typically have it at the at, at world usually at Flameout Whirlpool. What are you doing with water? Are you using just tap water, your tap water, whatever that is? <laughs> I use uh, I use good old good old Bakersfield high pH water. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, I was going to ask if you're emulating the Basque water or the uh, <laughs> Cologne water. Have you had it tested? Um, I've had a, I've, well, when I was working, yes, I had it tested. And uh, I haven't had it tested since. So it's been about a year since I had it last tested. Um, you know there's a drought on and they're pumping all kinds of weird shit under there. Yeah, there's that. But dude, tell me what you found out. <laughs> Sorry. You want to know the breakdown, Doc? Yeah, I do. He does. All right. Calcium 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. Magnesium seventeen. Okay. Zero sodium. Hmm. SO four seventeen. Ow. Uh chlorides thirty six. And um God what is it? Is that bicarbonates HCO three? Yeah. Fifty two. Yeah, huh? it's all really low. That's really low. Yeah. Really low. So pH, with the pH of nine point oh. Okay. That's, that's you, good water, yeah. Well, you gotta change the nine point oh. You gotta yeah, to what? acidify your water down because you're, you're lower it. With, when, when you got all all uh, fills and malts and stuff, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna get it down. It's not right. gonna pull the right malt flavors yeah. out. Do, yeah. Do you uh. acidify your your malt mash or sparge water? I so for the double IPA, I did. Yeah, uh, um, and that um, worked for the Polsch. I brewed the I brewed the Zerb beforehand. So let's mm-hmm. see. I brewed this beer in January. Uh, uh, end of January, so and I didn't I didn't correct the water at all. Um, I just kind of let it go. You make a big. I would just do the same thing you're doing here and then change yeah. change the water. You got to get the pH into a, a better range mm-hmm. uh, because you're not going to do it with the malt. It's obviously good ingredients. They're just playing off the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just water. Right. So uh, yeah, the pH of the, the pilsner is not going to pull that down. But uh, no. ph- phosphoric acid really kind of blends it because kind of soft sweetness to it, better than lactic or anything else. Yeah. Um, so you got that going, but you've got low everything else. You got low mm-hmm. calcium. You need your calcium up around fifty. You need to push that up. Um, yeah. So and and kind of sharpen it up a little bit. Some sulfates would help. So mm-hmm. some gypsum in there, definitely. Yeah, not that. too heavy though. Don't don't go crazy with no, it. No, no, don't go crazy. But uh, try to get about I'd well, say fifty to seventy in the sulfate yeah. and at least fifty in your uh, calcium. And I didn't realize the mineral levels in down there that that low. I mean, that's great water. That's a great problem to have. Like just adjusting right. your pH is all you have to really do, and then pushing your minerals up here and there. Like, but like Brian was saying, they're we're in a drought. They're mixing this and mixing that, and you don't, might not know where it's at now. You might not know where mm-hmm. it's at, but. Uh, you, it would be a lot nicer if you could kind of boost it that way. Your your yeast will be a lot happier with a lot more calcium. Yeah, and you can crispen it up with about you know your sulfates at about fifty. Crispin. I, I bet it, it'll crisp it up really. Crispin nice. seeds in Pia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just I would just try experimenting with the water first, and just it's a nice recipe. It's just. 
Uh, it's kind of dull in some areas, which we, you kind of need a little bit better, you know, sharpening it up. Yeah. So try, try it that way. How's that sound, John? Sound doable? Yeah, it sounds doable, man. It's right. just, like I said, I know water's changed a lot. I mean, the pH has changed, but who knows where the minerals have, Did you have say gone. It sounds doable? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely doable. I, I mean, Duval? Cool. Duval? Duval, but, uh, Duval. Duval. <laughs> Duval, Duval. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's until I can get one of those fancy, you know, I-dips or Lamont water kits. Yeah. Um, I'm I just go, kind of going well, off what War, I had from a year ago. Yeah, Ward Labs is like, what, 15, 20 bucks? Yeah, but by the time you get your your results back in. So, uh, honestly, I would I would do the I-dip. Yeah. I, I mean, you can I'd test spring, it right there. I'd spring for the I-dip. And know where you're at. And you guys are going for the Cadillac. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, hey, oddly enough, here's here's a segue. I'm going to do it while you're on the phone here. Uh, uh, the iDip, the Smart Brew Water Testing Kit, John, it incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only. The multilingual app is the brain. The Smart Brew allows you to focus on the taste of your beer, which is just what Doc was saying. You can use it for home or commercial use. So, you know, when you open your brewery, man, you can uh, you can use it there. It's totally fine. Uh, the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part, which I like that. for me is awesome. The iDip pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. The first handheld water tester that has a smartphone app, which we all like innovation in the home brewing world and the commercial commercial brewing world. So uh, the smart uh, the smart brew iDip definitely nails that thing. The app is the brain of the system and allows limitless possibilities, including lab accuracy, free upgrades, test customization, which is cool. That's what we need, right? We all want to customize our, our test, man. Uh, you can email the results of your water testing to your brewers or post on your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. You can test over 40 different uh, water quality tests. Four come preloaded and more are, are available. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, etc., etc., etc. Only four mils of water needed for each test. It uses a patented safe and simple reagent testing method that anyone can use. Perform each test with the pre-treated reagent strips specific for each test no more counting drops or doing complex equations with the titration kits and all that nonsense uh did we mention no math is needed again my favorite part the brewing network special if you want to save some cash john you pay attention here buddy uh podcast listeners uh, and you too john enter code tbn10 at checkout at smartbrewkit.com and save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit order now and make this futuristic technology part of your brewing process smartbrewkit.com that's what i would recommend i've used it before brian's used it yeah i got to play around with one for for a while there and it was fun it really opened my eyes to what my water is and how how much the water in the san francisco bay area varies from locale to locale like we tested some san ramon water versus my livermore water and it was just night and day difference you know you could make a pills with that san ramon water but in Livermore, you, you'd better be making something dark and malty, and and, well, and that's maybe a, blend it with with RO or distilled yeah. water to get, even get close to down to the magnesium level and stuff. And that's what twenty five, yeah. thirty miles. Yeah, difference. Really. It's not yeah, that far. It's like a fifteen minute freeway drive. Yeah, done. It's like what? <laughs> that's insane. Um, all right, John, we're gonna let you split, man. Unless you have a dire burning question you need to ask anybody. Ben. No, man, I'm I'm uh, good. It's, right. Water is super important. And yeah, that 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 that. That's what happened to you. Especially on something this so light and delicate. Really? Yeah. 
I guess that uh, I'm just going to have to work on my water and then uh, let you know, Doc. You're going to have to swing on by. Rebrew this one. Rebrew this one. It's a good recipe. All right, John. Thanks, man. All right. Cheers, guys. Take care. Cool. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come back. We're going to uh, have another beer. It's Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery four stacks brewing bringing the best of the west coast style and attitude four stacks brewing company in apollo beach florida that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew 
Group can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. for hanging out everybody yeah. i appreciate it nice guitar playing there jp thanks it's just something i do it's something i do in my own time here you go yeah, very consistent from show to show too great, you play great for the break thanks i appreciate that. exacting precise playing let me put this skill. down i don't know hang on a second maybe just lean over and put this down okay all right here you go um, I, I don't want to scratch my tunes man my no. my, my guitar okay you know, put it down gently that's your motto now, right? Put it down gently. That is my <laughs> motto, which is very strange. Everybody who visits the PN studio sees the guitar stand in the corner. They know not to mess with JP's That's axe. right. That's right. How dare they? How I'm dare they mess my axe, with my axe, man? Never touch the axe. Why does everybody touch my axe when they're in my house? Oh, oh look at that guitar. Yeah, they didn't actually like touch down. my axe. <laughs> Put that down. Speaking of putting it down... Do you have an awesome awesome custom label for your custom brew? Are you the envy of your creatively challenged friends? No. Do you just like to give your opinion on stuff? Yes. Oh, I definitely. Yeah. Well, prove it, Doc. Enter your original <laughs> homebrew label in the 2016 National Homebrew Label Awards. Okay. Not only is it the largest online label competition in the world, well, as far as we know, but this year there are over $5,000 in prizes up for grabs. Head over to homebrewlabelawards.com and enter your label or... Or vote for your favorite if you just want to pass judgment. Deadline for entry is May 20th. The sooner you enter, the more votes you get. Who knows? Your label might go on to fame and fortune. I'm going to change that. Not fame and glory. Fame and fortune because I like Indiana Jones. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that contest. I love looking at uh, you know all the all the entries that were in there. Yeah. Um, they usually break it up. And then they break it up into professional and amateur because some of these guys are <laughs> They should. Yeah, they know. They so, totally should. Yeah, some of these guys are just unlike just me. Artists. They know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes yeah. to like or, all or those they, programs. They got the degree in college. Oh, that yeah. one. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm and, a graphic artist, but I also yeah, I'm a graphic artist. I'm you know I do this for a living. I'm and, a PhD and I like beard in graphic too. arts. Right. Well, on the phone we have Jacob Mitchell. Jacob, are you with us, buddy? I sure am. Finally. All right. All yeah, right. I know. I, I emailed poor Jacob. I was like, "Hey, I think we're going to be on like 15 minutes before I told you." And it turns out we're on 10 minutes Sorry. after I originally told him. Right, yeah. So, so we've got John and Jacob. We're just waiting for Jingleheimer Schmidt to log on here. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's in the chat room. Well, Jacob, I thought you were going to be on the first segment, which was a while oh. back. So mm. <laughs> talk. Doc doesn't know. No, I, doctors JP, give me JP, shit. JP messes. I show up. I talk. JP 
twist things around. So, <laughs> thanks, JP. Yeah. We should let Jacob uh, talk. Huh? I twist things around. Um, hey, Jacob, thanks for uh, sticking with us, my friend. I appreciate it. No problem. So you sent us a saison. Yes. I appreciate that. Uh, it said six weeks on the cap. What the what the hell's that about? What does that mean? That's the name of it. I actually uh, ah, brewed okay. that beer for my mom. Uh, she crashed on her bike, and the doctor told her it was going to take her about six weeks to recover. So, oh, nice. I uh, brewed it, uh, called it six weeks to recovery. Oh, well, that's cool. You're a good son. <laughs> what did she do? Was she like uh, pulling some like fat 180s and shit? Or? <laughs> nope, just riding down the street and hit a rock. Went hand, hand, head over handlebars. Ooh, yeah. God. She's yeah, all right now, times. I imagine, right? Yeah, she's fine. Oh. She's not my mom anymore. <laughs> yeah, brutal. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, let's jump right into this. Doc, why don't you go ahead and start with this guy? Um, okay. Uh, first off, Jacob, why did you send this in? <laughs> um, you know, I've brewed it a couple times now. I've tried some different yeasts and some uh, different hops in it, and I just wanted to get uh, some feedback to see how it's coming along. So what do you like or don't like about it? Um, you know, I added some Hallertau into it. Um, I used it last time, too, but for whatever reason, this time the, they had a really strong flavor to them, um, okay. almost like a metallic-y flavor to them, and I'm just not digging it at all. All right. Um, okay, so you, you brewed it with Brett. Yes. Okay. Yeah, This it's uh, the Lo, the Yeast Bay Locristi yeast. Uh, did you? Uh, well, what was your fermentation uh, technique? Did you use uh, Saccharomyces first and then Brett, or just all Brett? Um, actually, I used uh, the Brett first. Um, I let it sit for about three weeks on the Brett, and then pitched uh, some Cal Ale to finish it up because it had kind of stopped at about ten fifteen. Okay. And I wanted to dry it out a little more. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, let's start out with, uh, first, it, it was just, uh, the aroma was definitely bread aroma. Got a lot of that. I also got a lot of cardboard. So there must have been some kind of oxygen in there somewhere. This is like the first bread that I've smelled that smells like um, like fresh leather, like a leather jacket. Yeah. Or like, you know, freshly tanned hide. Uh-huh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a good way. I got a lot of phenolic, uh, a lot of medicinal off of it. Um, it was just, yeah, you're right. It's like like leather, yeah. Kinda, and it's just there's which is cool. It doesn't smell like beer. It doesn't. It smells like <laughs> I want to wear. It smells like a leather jacket, or like I want to make a couch out of it. Might make your couch smell better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just definitely has it. Yeah, it's that's true. That. Uh, the clarity just brilliant. Uh, it was, it's just really nice. Uh, medium head didn't last very long, uh, probably because it's just milked all the proteins out of it. Uh, yeah. It's very dry, very bitter. A lot and for the flavor, a lot of phenolics. Um, I didn't get any wood perception in it. So how long was it on the wood? And what was it chunks or was it chip? Uh, it was oak chips. Um, they had already been soaked in red wine for about six months, so that would have taken out some already. Um, okay. But it was only like three or four days that they were in there. Okay, so I got no wood, no perception, none of that. Um, the fact that it was soaked in wine, uh, you pretty much soaked it all out. 
uh, when I, when I'm adding wood to something like a like a bourbon beer or something like that, I soak the bourbon in it and then I put the bourbon back in it. I don't use the chips anymore. Oh, so okay. I've, I've already so I'm, I'm trying to leach all the wood out with the with the alcohol yeah. and then put it back in with the alcohol. Yeah. Or if well, you want to put the wood in, you just do a very brief soak. Or if, if you got new wood, days, yeah. well, four days with new wood, yeah, would have been perfect. It would have been not too much, not too little. Um, but you, you 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 soaked all the woodiness out of the wood, so you you're gonna get nothing out of that. Well, yeah, and especially with chips, they're so thin that you the flavor kind of goes away in about seven days or so. Right, and, and that's and that's it, and then it's just kind of neutral. Yeah, so, so I, I like the blocks a lot better because yeah. they can toast them and make them you know like a barrel. Uh, right. And so that, that's a lot. That's a lot different. Oops. <laughs> the blocks um, or the chunks. But or if you wanted one of the the I think it was Chardonnay, right? Uh, cab sap. Cab. Yeah. So you could have soaked it in there and put the cab back in. So you would have got more a lot more of the wood and a lot more of the cab character. But you got to be careful okay. about how much you put in. Um, Might have changed the color too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been this color. It wouldn't have been this brilliant, nice beer color. Yeah. Uh, very thin mouthfeel. Uh, carbonation is okay. Super astringent and, and puckering. Um, overall, uh, it just it was just way too dry for what it was. Um, I'm I'm going with maybe infected uh, hmm. because there's a lot of phenolics and way too dry. Those are the two things that tip me off to being maybe. Uh, it was infected. Yeah. Um, there was not enough sweetness to balance anything in there. You, there's almost no sweetness. So um, I, I I would more go on um, uh, sanitation well, how, techniques. Yeah, how low did it go? You said you got to 10.15 with just the bread. Yeah, after that. Uh, it was bottled at ten oh seven. Oh seven. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's drier than that. It's dry. It's way dry. And I, I could just—it's all about balance here, and where you're going with it. And there's just no malt sweetness in here at all. And I—I I, I would check your equipment too, because if the bread—you give the bread enough time, yeah. it will chew way down farther than a Saccharomyces is ever going to do. What do you mean? Right, right. Well, um, if it's all at ten fifteen, a Brett shouldn't do that. A Brett, yeah, could, a, would, Brett, right. a Brett can eat a lot of different things that the Saccharomyces can't, like wood and, sugar from the chip. right, and, yeah. just, and just choose it right, right down. Which is why a lot of people do the Saccharomyces first. Yeah, uh, they get it down to a you know a ten twelve or whatever they do, and then do the Brett. And the Brett could just chew down. They chew. That's why Brett can chew down to a you know ten o two kind of stuff. And still have some nice flavors and sweetness into it, but uh, this one's just—it's just basically it's way too dry. It's, it's really and, and too phenolic. So, well, in his defense, too, saison's going to be pretty dry. Uh, <laughs> you know, the base style is a saison, so well, that's true. They that's, can finish that's good down to keep that low. You want to, you know, you want your saison to not be this, sweet. This, this yes. was this was a hard beer to drink. Yeah, it just it just it didn't have balance. Um, it just it just didn't have enough beeriness to it at all. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, looking at it, it looks really nice. It's, it's, it's very approachable. It's very approachable. Yeah. But even the smell, 
isn't that bad, but it's still it's still phenolic and it, it doesn't taste. You don't get any, any sweetness out of it. I just think it finished way down too far. I, mm-hmm. I better finish a lot farther down than you think. Um, so I would check your uh, equipment. Uh, I've had a couple of, of you know bad hydrometers that are just way off. Yeah, and they're just way too low on that thing. Especially if, if you have any kind of infection in there, it's going to dip it way, way lower. So it makes it really dry, and it makes it uh, just thin, which I got a lot of the bo- the, the mouthfeel off of that one. Yeah. Um, uh, just, I, I just, I, I didn't get any wood chips in there, and it's just way too dry. I, definitely a Brett beer, but there's not just no balance to it. Uh, it didn't do well at all in in the scoring things. Uh, does that help at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I gotta stop. Um, be- I gotta stop beating you up. Well, but. I mean, Jacob, did you did you know that this beer kind of has some some things that needs to work out? I mean, are you going? Yeah, this definitely. Blind, this, this is when I've been having trouble with. Okay. When I brewed it. It's it's never been quite where I want it. Um. So that's that's kind of why I sent that one in. Okay, and, um, and you've done this, but you've done this before. You said though. Yeah, yeah, I've done this one before. Not with that yeast though. I used uh, just a standard uh, saison yeast last time. Okay, what, what's well, the? That, that's trouble. That's trouble right there. <laughs> well, right. What's the dominant flavor? Or, or, well, are there any dominant flavors that carry over from beer to beer, from saison to saison that you are picking up in this? Um, you know, not so much in this one. Okay. This is a whole new bag of bag of yeah. Fairies. Yeah. Okay. I, I I would say you've got an infection in there. Um, yeah, I don't think it's the hop thing. I don't think anything is. Yes. Um, uh, I've heard nobody doing pretty much uh, Brett first and then Saccharomyces next. Well, you can do an all Brett fermentation as an experimental. Well, yeah. he was sure. trying to, but it's just, just do what you can do an all Brett. Just mm-hmm. give it some time. Brett takes a while. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so that maybe was, that was my my thing as I was trying to rush it. So maybe something happened. Do you think? But it kind of maybe the Brett stalled out, and he could have roused the, the carboy or added some. I mean, what do you do when your Brett just farts out? Uh, you leave it and start again. Okay, uh, it's it's worth uh, leaving. Uh, I. I Probably if I only had six weeks, I yeah. wouldn't have done a Brett beer. Just, just wouldn't have. Um, you, you would have. Okay. You, you can't have a drinkable. It's hard to get a drinkable beer in six weeks. It, that, that okay? Yeah. Okay. Unless yes, you're right. doing you're a right. special beer like you know uh, 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 wheat beers, things like that. Yeah. Um, or even pale ales, you can rack them out pretty fast. But you need some of these complex flavors to meld together, and you're not getting it. So um, probably you, you probably kind of jumped the gun with oh I can't get it done in time. Throw some other things on it because yeah. yeast will compete and they kill yeah. they kill each other. Uh, I'm sure there's autolysis in there from one yeast killing the other one. Uh, that's probably what we're getting with that that dead leather kind of kind of flavor to it. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't do this again. <laughs> just, just saying. Don't do it this way. Uh, approach it a different way. Uh, I think I think your yeast is your problem. You probably have an infection problem. Those two things. Clean those two up, and you, you'll probably have a little bit 
better uh, result on it. All right, Brian. All right. It's your turn, buddy. Okay. My turn to beat Jacob up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, so declared to us as a uh, Brett fermented Saison with the cab so soaked oak chips for four days. Um, what was that? Maybe it was, uh, JP texted me something yes. that said TYB Low Christy. Well, I don't know what that meant. Um, That's the yeast, the yeast bay Low Christy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, got it. I think this is what you get for not using white labs, but I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> Um, I'm going with that. Yeah. So I judged this at uh, category 28A from the, new, the 2015 guidelines, a Brett beer, just for a place to put it, uh, with the Saison as the base style and, and considering the oak chip, oak chip edition. Um, the bottle I had had a low fill, but had a pretty nice uh, pretty nice hiss. It was down like you know an inch and a half down or so, maybe almost two inches. Um, so the fill was a little low. That's, you, know, you just want to get it up there towards the... Towards the uh, top of the neck, there, you know. Um, anyway, judges look at that, and it, you know they, you don't want it to, but can color your impression a little bit. In the aroma, you know, I thought it had a fairly kind of fruity presentation to it. it had some mm-hmm. aromas of some some lighter like stone fruits, apricot, peach, a little bit of orange, maybe. Yeah, like a white peach kind of thing too. I get yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. The malt was low and bready and unassuming. It had some kind of low lemony notes in there too. Hops are kind of medium and a little, little spicy. There was some, there was something a little sharp about the about the beer, and then a hit on the the chloro, the chlorophenolic. It's got a big chlorophenolic character to it, and it's got a little bit of musty, sulf, sulfury, peppery. It's like a yeah. There's a lot of phenols kind of getting getting crazy in there. Yeah. Um. Only had a light kind of hay like funk. I get the leather. Um. You know, it's it's just not a long aged Brett beer. You you can get a little more into the funky, interesting stuff if you age it longer, um, and if you start with the other yeast strain. But yeah, um, you know, low alcohol, not not super heavy. I guess you know, seven percentage. I don't know. It's it's not super heavy. Um, it was yeah, beautiful beer, brilliantly clear, golden colored uh, beer with a moderate whitish head that lingered pretty nicely. And mostly finer bubbles. Um, I had to give it full points for appearance, uh, which is, you know, yeah, brought it up a little bit. Um, in the flavor, it is it is fruity, but that just gets walloped by that big chlorophenolic. And the chlorophenolic is what you have with um, throat medicine when you spray the back of your throat. Yeah. Chloroseptic or Sepacol or any of those kind of medications that you take when you have a sore throat. It's that kind of a medicinal character, and it's it's really prominent in this beer. So there there may also be some wood tannins playing in there too, accenting that a little bit. But what is there is quite distracting. Uh, it just has a big tannic presence to it. And, How do you stop and that? It's, uh, How do you change medicine this? beer? Well, I'll get into the feedback in a little bit here. Okay. I'm, right. uh, uh, it I'm is very the gun. I'm very, very the gun. dry. Don't jump the gun. Low, never jump the gun. Uh, you know the. The alcohol is not not super prominent, but it's it's there. Uh, the malt is kind of it's hard to get at the malt, hard to get at the hops. It's low and ready. The hops are kind of low and spicy. There is some fruitiness to it, There's some orange and lemon in there, but I'm not getting a big like a saison character that you would get when you start with the saison yeast and you have that you know that kind of light, um, you know, tropically fruit punchy, you know, fun 
uh, and you know, lemony and orangey character in there. I like how you put the word um, fun in there. <laughs> well, a saison is a descriptor. A saison is a fun beer. It, it, it can You're it right. can present itself in different ways, and you can get yeah. different different balance with the the fruitiness in there. It's true. It should be a little fruitier than it is, and and that's getting covered up by the phenolics. That's true. Anyway, body wise, kind of medium, you know. The body is probably lighter than it, it seems. Is like it, it's because it just dried out so much. It's it's kind of it's probably a medium light body, but it feels really light. Doesn't seem like Brett ate everything that was there yet, but it you know it's, it's kind of young, but it, it will get there probably. Uh, there's a bit of alcohol warmth competing with the phenols, but the, the overall thing is it just kind of grips your throat a little bit when you swallow it, and that's the the phenols in there just kind of biting it like when you when you take that medicine. Um, it's just not not smooth. It's a very biting beer. Um, so this beer had some promise in the aroma. I, I liked the the fruity elements and and some of the malt and some of the um, some of the other elements in there. But uh, it just got buried by that by that chlorophenolic. So the, I mean the the recommendation for fixing a chlorophenolic, you know, well phenolics in general, you want to check for infection. You want to check your yeast strain and health. You want to lower, well, you can lower your fermentation temperature. If it's, you know, some some yeast will kick off more um, phenolics at a higher yeast, higher temperature. But yeah, I, I don't know. So you want to check your water with a chlorophenolic. You want to check your water for any chlorine. And um, if your water is treated with chloramines and you're not filtering it very very slowly and you're leaving a little bit behind there, um, you know they. They can it can react and create those those chlorophenolics in there. So okay, um, I was going to ask that because uh, yeah. the last beer I had sent in the Imperial Saison had also had some like band aidy chlorophenolic type flavors to it. Okay. Um, so I was wondering if maybe because I don't filter the water, if yeah. that was well, yeah, you could have that could be coming just from in that. your in your water. Okay. And if back in the old days when we used to. Uh, sanitize things with chlorine bleach. Yeah. And then have to find a way to wash it off with something. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And, rinse it with water. And we got a lot of these, like, pool filter kind of kind of beers. Yeah, it was pretty much like the and, predominant flavor and of the if day. You, if you're using your tap water and they're using something in the city water that you just can't get out of there, this is what you're going to get. And, with yeah. A, with all, especially with a Brett Saison like this. Right. Don't brew with your pool water. Yeah. What you well, want to yeah. do if you if you don't want to buy a filter, get a five gallon jug, go down to the grocery, get two five gallon jugs, go down to the grocery store and fill it at one of those big filling stations, thirty nine cents a gallon or whatever. Right, and you're going to get some good RO water, basically RO that you can build up, and it's going to be low in everything. You can just start assume it's a little yeah, above it's, zero it's filter, but it's not. Um, it's going to be clean. Or distilled. Yeah, it's close um, to or go. Yeah, across the county line where your friend has a different kind of uh, water. Yes. He's got a different water district, and he's brewing, like, a great one of these or something. Uh, Just just tap off of his. uh, He has a filter and doesn't mind filling a couple of carboys for you. Uh, It's probably something, if it's chloramines, you can't get out. Uh, You have to use, uh, is it benzonite tablets? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely to me. It's a chlorine. Uh, Camden, Camden tablets. Yeah, 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 and that'll take it out too. Yeah, it's, it's the stuff that if you fill your fish tank with your tap water and it kills all your fish. <laughs> uh, that's it. It's those chlorine because okay. you can't filter that out. 
There's definitely definitely a chlorine source here that's that's you know bringing about these compounds. You yeah. can't make chlorophenolics without having some chlorine there. So if you yep. remove that chlorine, it's you know your beer may still have some. You might have something getting away in there, and you might need to look at you know sanitation and stuff. But to me, it's just a straight chlorophenolic. I'm not getting a lot of that, that's the overwhelming and, and wild yeast character. So you pull that out. That's the known. Pull out the chlorine, and then you can focus on you can the make the minor again. tweaks. And see see where it goes from there. Yeah. So you might have several things going on here, but this is the yeah. main thing is the totally. phenolics. And and it can be heavier one day to the next in your water supply where you're, you're just pouring water out of the tap. And it's like, oh, man, they just put dosed it with the chloramines and it's... Or, yeah. or you could have, maybe they didn't, and you're, you're going to get some, you know, basic bacteria in there that, or something else that's going to... That'll like, get wild in there. It's yeah. going to get wild in there. Because they didn't dose it as much. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it gets boiled. So, but yeah. <laughs> um, who knows? I don't know what your uh, brewing techniques are. You could. There's, there's definitely. I'm hoping a he boil boils. I hope he boils. Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah. that's good. But you know, do you let your grain sit too long? Things like that. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things, Jake. Lots of things. So, so I, yeah. So, I, well, that, I think that I think I think we did good by you, Jacob. Right? I mean, pull the chlorine out. He and wanted, yeah. and then yeah. figure some other shit. He wanted out. some feedback. That's my feedback. I scored it a 19 as it is. I think if you pulled the okay. chlorine out of the water, and then it would still be like, oh, this is a weird beer with the Brett first, and you know, but but it, it but it smells like with the stone fruit and the kind of white peach stuff yeah, going going in the background and a little bit of wine character. It's interesting. There's some good I stuff. I can see in there. where he's yeah. going for it, but you're right. The, the chloramines just kind of crush it's, everything. That's why he's got a 19. It? Yeah, it's of it's a not five. a courtesy 13 point beer. It's, it's like buying a, a. It's like making an yeah. IPA, but uh, putting a bunch of haze and making it look like orange juice. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, so he wanted some <laughs> feedback, and I hope you get something out of the. You know. Yeah, Jacob. Do you have any questions? Is that cool? Did we did we hit what you were? Trying to do or, <laughs> to hit or, it below or, the belt, or what? Uh, what do you want to say? The floor is yours. Yeah, no, I think that was for that beer. That's pretty good. That's that's what I needed here for that. Okay. Yeah, I used to, you know, when I first started brewing, I would buy um, jugs of because I didn't trust my water. I would buy jugs of of uh, you know the spring water, and that got expensive after a while. Yeah. So after a while, yeah. I, just, I just bought myself one of those filter housings that's you know with a. Water, uh, you know, like a right. garden hose attachment that screws onto your thing. You fill and you run it for, as slowly as you can to filter out. But that's going to get a lot of those chloramines out, almost all. Hopefully, if you, totally. if you filter really don't, slowly, don't use the garden hose. It doesn't. They're not that expensive, so you yeah. can use a yeah. RV hose if you're going to use the hose, the white ones. Yeah, it doesn't taste like garden hose. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. use the garden hose. Period. Don't use the garden hose. <laughs> um, the easiest thing is what Brian was talking about. Get two five-gallon jugs. And go to your friend's house, and he's he's in a different water district. Because this is this is strong, and yeah. you might not be able to filter it out. So the next yeah. experiment might be to use you know buy the spring water, find a friend that doesn't have the same kind of water source that you do. Uh, I, I think it's your biggest thing, and see if it makes a difference. Okay, Jacob, sound good. Sounds good. All right. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Seems like no every, you know, some you. of the other things you're hey, doing, man. you know what you're doing. And so, yeah. Yeah. Have some fun with it and keep working with the water. All right, for buddy. Sure. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. All right. We're going to take a break and we're coming back and uh, we're going to give some uh, grog tags away and then, and then we're going home. It's Dr. Home for everyone. Hang on. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? 
sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Do a couple house cleaning things. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We have a $40 gift certificate to Grog Tag to give oh, away tonight. Bodhi. Which is pretty awesome. Um, GrogTag.com. Customizable, reusable labels for your beer, your cider, your wine, your bottled water, whatever Saki. you want to do. Saki. Whatever you want to yeah, do, yeah. man. You can also do, uh, you can also make tap handles. You can also make uh, tasting mats for your homebrew club. You can also make uh, signs. signs. You can make metal yeah. signs. You can yeah. make coasters. You can do all sorts of shit like that. At more, bottle at, caps. At, uh, bottle caps. Thank you very much. At grogtag.com. So the winner of the $40 gift certificate is Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> 
Apparently, Jacob and I have been emailing back and forth, and uh, he had like resent me another beer to do, and I guess I didn't read that email very well. Oops. Uh, he's oh, like, wait. He's like, I was totally ready for the mild, bro. I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, what? It, it won so him 40 bucks. <laughs> Whoa, so, yeah. What are you going to do, man? Um, um, thirst for his wild, mild. Search for his wild, mild. Yeah. Wild mild. So anyway, Jacob, there you go, man. You got forty bucks for uh, having fun at uh, over at grogtag.com. And then uh, hey, enter into the homebrew label awards. Do yep. that. Do it. And you locals who want to come to the Livermore Craft Brew Festival on uh, May fourteenth, Saturday, May fourteenth. Um, look it up and come uh, join the Mad Zymers. We're gonna pour some good beers out there and there's a lot of good local breweries. Uh, Livermore is kind of coming up in the beer world, so come oh, on, have some fun with us. Yeah, I was just out there uh, hanging out with some friends and hit the Livermore uh, Honey and Wine Festival, oh, yeah. which is more about uh, knickknacks than either. They honey pour or beer wine. too. They do me- pour beer. Mead. I didn't see any mead. What's the honey thing? Like actual like honey, but I didn't see any of that either. So what are you going to do? I think it's just the well, wine festival now. It's not. Oh, so much is it? Honey. Like Livermore used to be like a big honey. Yeah. You can still get local honey, good local honey there. Yeah. They do have some good um, honey producers. If you're in the mood for other beer uh, radio shows like this, uh, just hey, man, we got a bunch of shit over here on the Brewing Network. Uh, Brewing with style. Uh, yours truly is now on that show because I'm amazing. The session, uh, you know, uh, I'm on that show too. Uh, JP is the shiznit. Any non-JP shows, probably uh, Bruce Strong. Any? Bruce Strong, I think. So, anyway, check all that stuff out. (laughs) Uh, 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 I have a Morbier boner tonight. I keep wanting to say Morbier.com. Go to Morbier.com, but also go to TheBrewingNetwork.com and, uh, you know, start learning some shit. Anyways, thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. We'll see you later. This has been Dr. Homebrew.